Good evening, all you K-Fabers and K-Faberettes. This is your Executive Executive Vice President, Adam Rotella, broadcasting from an undisclosed location in the heart of K-Fabe City. Welcome to another episode of K-Fabe After Dark. Tonight, we actually took a poll. You guys wanted to hear, number one, our first wrestling memories, and number two, the first drugs we ever took. Enjoy. And one. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Kayfabe After Dark. My name is Adam Rotella. We are beaming out of Kayfabe City in an undisclosed location. That's going to be a shirt one day, Josiah. I'm telling you. Undisclosed location. Kayfabe City, we're going to come up with like the Kayfabe Diner, the Kayfabe City Hall. We can make fucking postcards out of this shit, my yep, friend. Yep. We are, like, we are uh, like a city welcome, like a city limit population sign. Yeah. yeah, dude, we're going to create yeah. a whole reality when it comes to Kayfabe, <laughs> my friends. Uh, but how's, how's, how's your evening going so far, Josiah? So far, so good, man. It's uh, It's been a good day. And uh, finally being able to kind of just unplug, relax talk to you talk some personal stories i don't know who knows there was a poll we threw a poll out there there was a poll and, um uh, what are, what are we what are the responses what are we talking about uh, on this edition of kayfabe after dark sure well the, the poll that we sent out we had a few choices for people to choose from we had um we had uh first love mm-hmm. which only got one vote so thank you <laughs> you romantic person out there uh our second our second choice was first drink no one voted for that one. Uh, our third choice was first drug. That got a very good response, of course. And then our first, fourth choice was first wrestling memory. Uh, first wrestling memory won, and uh, first drug got second. So we're going to talk about both of those things today. Yeah, and I, I think that I think that sending out the poll is something that's really fun. We really just sent that out about 30 minutes ago. Yeah. So. If I remember to send it out a day in advance, I'm sure that it's going to get a much better response. Yeah, it was cool to see uh, the the level of engagement for the short time that it was up. It was kind of like, a, oh, we need we need some subject matter here. Just throw out a poll, see what happens. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Which is cool. I like it. I'm so, totally game to talk about either both both of those things. Let's do it. I think I think we do. I think we do both. Let's let's start with our first wrestling memory, and then we'll end on our first drug, yeah. which. Uh, Maybe maybe I'll do maybe I'll do a little bit funner drug than my first drug, and uh, <laughs> we will see we will see what I choose to talk about. Uh, oh, Josiah, man. how how long have you been a wrestling fan? Let's get a little deep here because we have 15 minutes to talk about this. Yeah, so I've been a fan since I was about five years old. Mm-hmm. Um, so 25 years in total. Uh, it started because. Uh, and it's wild the things you remember but I remember this uh, my dad was flipping through the channels and I was just sitting in the living room with him watching TV and for some reason he stopped on um, uh, Monday Night Raw and it was Razor Ramon and Yokozuna that were sure. scurring off and I, and I was you know five years old whatever and seeing Razor Ramon with the gold chains coming down the ramp larger than life it was definitely one of those things like well, that guy is cool. What is this, by the way? What, yeah. <laughs> what I mean? Yeah. So that kind of lit the uh, lit the spark, and I, I went to my local. You know, I asked my dad, "What is this?" Like, oh, it's WWF, and he was 
kind of a was fan. he just kind of flippant yeah, about it yeah. or he, he he became more of a fan as i became more of a fan because he would take me to all of these live events and wrestlemanias and stuff like that as i grew up but so i went to the local video store and for those watching that don't know what the hell a video store is it was a place a paradise a destination where you would go and interact with humans as you rented the newest releases that came out on VHS or DVD. <laughs> Think Blockbuster. So, uh, yeah, well, let, me, let me jump on board about that right now really <laughs> quick, Josiah. One of, my, one of my favorite pieces of content from Josiah this week, actually, was he was going to the Red Box, <laughs> yeah. and for some reason, Josiah is on, is on the Internet telling us about how much he loves going to the Red Box. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, what is going on with this guy? He's like, no, man, I just love going, you know, it's the action of going to the Red Box <laughs> that like... I just absolutely love. You know, I love going to a place where I stand in front of a robot. <laughs> what the fuck is going on with this guy? It's the closest <laughs> thing to the experience of sure. going to a video it's store. Like that. It's, it's the, nothing like it's, that. You have to go somewhere to get the goods. You just don't okay. sit on your couch and push a button. Right. You go out. That's what I mean. It's nostalgic for me because, like, every Tuesday after school, we'd go to this video store, and my dad would rent all the new releases, and I would rent. You know, it's the, like I said in the in the story, I ended up working at that video store when I was eighteen. <clears throat> but that's where I would go. They had a very limited selection of, of WWF videos. Yeah. And it was like SummerSlam 96, King of the Ring 96, WrestleMania 14, and I would just rent those on repeat and just watch them, right? Yeah. Because I loved the content. Every time a new one would come out, Royal Rumble 95, I watched that a thousand times. So, like, um, that was the start of my, my fandom, and I, I it grew from, definitely grew from there. How about you? How, how long have you been a wrestling fan? Jeez, so, man, I've probably around probably around the same same amount of time and it was definitely flipping through channels on a on a saturday morning there you go and uh, i i i i don't know if this was my first wrestling experience but it was definitely my first wrestling memory and it was um it was the ultimate warrior was in like the whatever pole bear did like he yeah. he had a, a talking segment right it was yeah, like i don't know parlor. death talks yeah. or the, yeah the funeral yeah. parlor there the, there we go a much better name than death talks, death talks. um <laughs> sounds like a really bad ted talk derivative <laughs> that, that that content is not coming to cape fape tees folks um maybe talks. maybe when we're 80 maybe when we're 80 we can yeah. make that content if we can figure but, out how computers work when we're 80 Stay tuned for that, folks. It's going to be great content. God, once we're old, just imagine what's going to come out of my mouth. Uh, it's, uh, but, uh, but it was uh, uh, the, the, the funeral parlor. The Ultimate Warrior was on it. And then all of a sudden, The Undertaker comes out of nowhere, yeah. throws The Ultimate Warrior into the casket, locks the casket. And then for the first time ever, I see people come off of camera. And that mm. was very weird to me. That was yeah. very strange to me. I'm like, oh, this is... This is so is this different. Supposed to happen, yeah. And then Vince McMahon is just in the back, and and Vince is on commentary, and he's just screaming, "He can't breathe in there! Somebody get a crowbar!" I remember in yeah. my head the line, "Somebody get a crowbar!" Yeah. That's that's crazy. Yeah. And then ever since then, man, I was hooked. Um, one of my other very very vivid memories is. Uh, Macho Man Randy Savage getting bit by Jake yeah. the Snake Robert Snake Man like that thing like again 
goosebumps just <laughs> thinking about that, man. Isn't that so weird? Yeah. That that had to be like thirty something years ago. Yeah. Or close it's, to that. It, it is weird the uh, the visceral visceral response that memories can produce. Uh, even no long no matter how long ago they were, you know. I remember uh, the first live event that I went to, uh, which I would consider one of my first, you know, memories experiences for sure, was uh, here in Denver. It was the same Sunday that Mike Tyson bit Amanda Holyfield's ear. Yeah. And uh, I only know that because after the event was over, my dad got a call from his nephew, and he was like, dude, Mike Tyson bit a guy's ear. So that's, that's the only reason. Yeah. It was very yeah. prominent in my mind. So, but at this particular one, it was at this old McNichols Arena in Denver, which is, is now doesn't exist. The Pepsi Center took place, you know, took its place. And, uh, but it was just a house show, a random house show. Mm-hmm. And I remember, you know, being at that point six or seven and holding court, holding conversation with these 20, you know, 18, 20 year olds talking about, you know, the history of, of betrayals in the business and this guy betrayed that guy. And I just, six year old me was like, yeah, well, you also have to think about Diesel and Shawn Michaels and Sid and, and Sid and Shawn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And they're like, who the fuck is this little kid? Like, he's like eight years old and he knows what yeah. he's talking So I was always that guy. But in the event itself, how did that make you feel, by the way, Josiah, being able to go to a wrestling event and the, the older fans just completely accepting you as a wrestling Dude, fan? It, it was awesome. It was, um, I don't know if I'd use the term validating necessarily, but it was definitely, mm-hmm. no, that works. it was definitely uh, something that made me feel like, oh yeah, I, there, I am a part of this community, you know, these, these group of people. And that's, that's one of my favorite things about wrestling events to this day is standing in line waiting to get in and just sparking up conversations with people uh, that you don't know from anybody, but you have this one thing in common and you can talk for hours and it's like instant friendship, Yeah, you know, just around this one subject. You have so much content to talk about, you know, you've been fans forever and still one of my favorite things to do. Uh, But at this event, I remember that the main event was um, The Undertaker and Stone, Stone Cold Steve Austin and I want to say Ken Shamrock, sure. random, against the Hart Foundation. Bret Hart, Owen Hart, Jim the Anvil, uh, Bulldog was there, Pillman was ringside. And looking back on it now, I understand how lucky I was to see that mm-hmm. group of people perform, the Hart Foundation specifically, because they're all gone except for Bret. But that was the main event of the house show, man, and I just remember being hyped up. Um, cheering for the undertaker because that was my guy at the time mm-hmm. seeing the little kid next to me stand up and recite the entire nation of domination rap as they came to the <laughs> so it's like it was crazy it was the first time that i was in that environment and and felt that kind of kinship to people that i don't know and i probably will never see again for the most part but like now, i said what... go ahead when you go to shows today, do you still feel that? Is there? Is it? Did did, yeah. did you? Let's 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 make it very specific. Did you feel that way going to All Out in in in, in Vegas with us? Yeah, uh, I feel it every time I, I go to a wrestling event. Uh, it's 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 biz- man, it's so bizarre to me. But I did feel that it does feel that community. Um, leaving the arena, we start up conversations with with random people about what had just happened. John Moxley's here. What the, what's going to happen next? Or 
walking yeah. into the arena, what we're excited about, walking, seeing the set for the first. I'm, I talked to a guy that sat to the left of me who was a promoter from, I want to say Los Angeles or something, and he knew Marco's stunt, and so he and I had conversation throughout the whole night about different spots, the production mm-hmm. ideas, that kind of stuff. So that's the kind of stuff that's crazy. One one time that sticks out to me is uh, I went to the Royal Rumble to, in, when it was in San Antonio. And the NXT, we're sitting in the NXT line, standing there, and I have struck up this conversation with this dad and his son. It was his son's mm-hmm. first live event. Immediately right. felt the kinship because my first live event was with my dad. Mm-hmm. And we did what I usually do, what we usually do. The day of, we, we got better tickets. They were like third row, hard camera side. And so we had these extra tickets that were just like, they were, they were still four seats, really good. Yeah. And um, this dad's talking to his son. I'm talking to the dad. And he's like, yeah, I just got to get in there early and see if we have an obstructed view because it's pretty high up. And I don't know what it's going to look like, but I need to talk to someone. Sure. And my friend and I, Brock, had had conversations like, let's just sell these tickets. And I just looked at Brock and I said, dude, we can't sell these. I got to give them. I got to give them away. Yeah, man. You know what I mean? <clears throat> and uh, so I just, we're about to walk in and I just tapped it down on the shoulder and said, hey, man, uh, we already have tickets. These are extras. They're floor seats. Um, I'll walk you there. I know where they're at, but I want you and your son to have these. I want them to have a really cool experience. And the, I mean, the dude, tears in his eyes, gave me a hug. Like that kind of opportunity to make that kind of connection in that moment that friendship changed that dad's day the weekend he was able to come through for his son everything it it was awesome and that's the kind of stuff that i love doing for people and that's the kind of community that a wrestling event has around it you meet people that are willing to just hey i have an extra ticket all the time actually all the time and, and all the time it's 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 a really phenomenal atmosphere like, to be a part of I, i've i've never met more people that are more willing to buy rounds of drinks for people that they've never met before <laughs> yeah, exactly. at a yeah. bar before a wrestling show it's yeah. unbelievable let me ask you one more question before we move on to uh our first drug experience um when was um now now the the, the level of fan that you are do you still enjoy going to shows with thinking about the production thinking about those little extra things that your new level of fandom gives you or right. would you rather be back into that first <laughs> like when you when you thought wrestling was real let's just say that oh man um i think it's uh six of one half dozen of the other for me i, I enjoy um being in tune and aware of the production, the the booking, you know, what are they going to do and understanding the business side. And I get that. When I go to live events, though, I try to, as much as possible, tap into the childhood experience of, Me too. of kayfabe being real. Yeah. It's all, yeah. it's not a work. It's, you know, yeah. it, and, and you have some. That's tensions. why you suck, MJM. Yeah. <laughs> And there's some tensions still when you're watching stuff, but for the most part, man, I just, like I said last year at WrestleMania around that time was like, watch it and be a fan. Don't critique, don't bitch and kvek and piss and moan. Just watch it, be a fan in the moment and see what it does for you. You know what I mean? Because a lot of people want to be the critics and the Dave Meltzers and they, because everyone has a platform and a podcast and a Twitter page, just be a freaking fan uh, and you'll yeah. find it to be a lot yeah. more enjoyable. You know, you? I, I think you, that's yeah. I think that's why our content is so different from everybody else because we are fans and we do just talk about wrestling. We don't really critique wrestling here, and I I I, I, I like that a lot. Yeah, Matt. yeah, and there's there's room obviously for both, but the, I mean, 
saying your likes and dislikes, I think, goes is different from trying to break down the work rate of some guy and why didn't he do this? Yeah, and I like, make funny t-shirts, folks. I'm not a journalist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll give you. Did I like it or not? I'll tell you. Yeah, I'll tell you exactly. why. But yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna nitpick the. You know. Tope Suicida, the guy did, but his foot caught on the top rope, so it's three and a half stars instead of four. No, screw off. It's, sure. It was a good match. You know what I mean? So, that that's right. what about you? Do you try and and stay on that? You know, it's all it's still real to me. Damn it, side of fandom, or or do you still look at like what's the ratio for you? It, it definitely goes back and forth, especially now that I am doing a lot of content creation. Yeah. So I'm 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 trying to. Uh, I'm trying to get ideas for our content from watching things. So it's it's I'm definitely more on the side of smarter fan, mm -hmm. I guess is the best way to put it, because I, I, I do want to understand the yeah. business. I do yeah. want to be a part of the business very, very badly. That's part of the reason why we make all this content, <laughs> folks, <laughs> because we want to get our opinions out there. We want people to hear what we think about these things. Yeah. So uh, I, I'm definitely more on the side of, watching the business side of things now but if i'm at the event exactly dude, i'm all in yeah exactly I'm all in. totally I'm yeah. All in. live event i'm i'm all I'm, I'm suspending my disbelief i'm the same with you though watching raw as, as the week goes on watching people's social media feeds understanding the business side of it yep. you know what i mean but when I, if i'm there live i'm just gonna leave the business mind at home and just and just engage in the fan aspect of, of just being there so, yeah, dude. Um, yeah. You know, speaking of speaking of going all in for a while there, I was really <laughs> all in on drugs, my friends. Yeah, was so that, uh, was that your? I, I always like how I can say, was that your cruise skipper days? <laughs> yeah, it was, dude. It was my it was my cruise skipper days. It was my unemployed days. It was my loser days. It was um, it, it was a lot of days, unfortunately, <laughs> until just a couple years ago. But uh, uh, Josiah, why don't why don't you? Uh, you're 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 not very into drugs from from our conversations you're, yeah. you're not anti-drug you're no. not pro-drug you're just josiah which is fantastic when it comes to things <laughs> like that because it's your body your choice my friends yeah, totally and uh what what what's what's your just idea about drugs in in in, in general why not let's start with let's start yeah. with the most philosophical <laughs> question i can uh Oh man, I guess um, vices to me, drugs can be one of them. Um, they're all yeah, vices in general. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, that, that's a good way to put all, it. Uh, they're all the same to, to a certain extent to me. You know, I, I'd say my vices certainly have been more you know alcohol and like tobacco, cigarettes. They're, it's a, it's a drug, right? But it's not like hard drugs yep. or whatever I'll say. But. Um, I don't usually like, unless it's like super hard stuff that can definitely be detrimental, like, you know, like meth and heroin and like all that super, super hard stuff. Sure. I tell more of a harder line of like, maybe, maybe you shouldn't, yep. or maybe you should look at maybe rehab or getting some help or finding out the real reason why you're trying to, what void are you trying to fill? Like if you want to get mm -hmm. philosophical, you know, what pain yeah. are you trying to numb? What void are you trying yep. to fill? What can actually help you instead of just put a Band-Aid? Instead of a symptomatic cure, why don't 100%. we go for the, for the source? You know what I mean? When it comes to, like, marijuana, I, I don't give a shit. If you can – listen, if you can smoke a bowl and be a functional part of society, 
awesome. You know what I mean? Like, and, and yeah. It, 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 but if you're if you're selling stuff for weed money and you're selling your cars and selling your possessions just for that, that to me is like, well, that that might be more of a problem. But if you if you want to smoke, oh, I don't care. I, I'm super sure. Pretty even keel, middle of the road. Like, yeah, do do what you want to do. It's not it's not a huge deal to me. You know what I mean? It doesn't yeah. affect my body. It's your choice. Do do what you want to do. I'm cool. I'm not gonna judge you even if you are one of the people that are you know do, doing meth and heroin it's like i'm not i'm not judging you i'm concerned for you i want to see you get better but i'm not gonna not be your friend or you know try and like help you out or whatever so i think it's to each their own a lot of the time and uh like i said i have vices so it's hard for me to really cast judgment on someone with a vice when i have my own vices that can be just as detrimental to my well-being you know what i mean depending on how, how much I smoke or how much I drink or, or whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, how about, how, what about you? I mean, you said you, Dude, you, I, I, I definitely have a libertarian stance when it comes to <laughs> drugs, when it comes to most things in the yeah. world, I am yeah. very libertarian. <laughs> so in my view, fuck it, make everything legal, tax yeah. everything. Well, yeah. I'll, I'll take your money, heroin addicts. Schools with the heroin money. Yeah. Um, yeah, my, my, I'm, I'm very do what you want as long yeah. as you're not hurting other people. Even if you are hurting yourself, that's not my problem. Right. Good luck with that. If, right. if you want help, you know, there, there's places there's, out there yeah. for you to find yeah. help. But if you don't want help, dude, it's your life. You make yeah. whatever you want out of it, whether you want to yeah. be great or whether you want to be shitty or whether you want to just be stoned all the time. Yeah. It's your choice. It has nothing to do with me. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd like people to uh, not do a lot of that because, uh, <laughs> right. you know, it's probably better for society, but yeah, fuck it, sure. whatever. Yeah. There's, there's there's enough people working. Just don't take our money. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, my, my, that's, that's, that's my stance on drugs. I think yeah. everything should be legal. We should tax everything, and uh, it would be a lot safer that way, too. Yeah, I wonder, um, I wonder if, if everything was legal, if it would be as sought after, if it was taxed. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, part of, the, part of the rush or part of the experience of, of everything is because it is illegal, and you feel that, like, you know, you're breaking the rules, and it's that you know, outlaw whatever. So I think that is a component of it. So if it's legal and you're like, oh, I can actually go into – you know this this you know dispensary and and get some heroin <laughs> you know I mean? yeah i was i was just going to pick up my bag of weed right now but i put it off my desk so i guess <laughs> yeah. um uh what was what was did you have you ever done drugs at all yeah i mean i guess the uh i've smoked marijuana a handful of times <laughs> um uh and the first time talking about first drug experiences yeah. was, was interesting for me i was dating this girl who was and first of all um girl i grew up a pastor's kid obviously and you know in the assemblies of god stream which is just a, a, a version of christianity that okay made. you know what i mean organized everything's re- made yeah every, everything's uh, organized religion is man's attempt to understand god and sometimes you just can't right so that's, that's why tune in josiah right there baby that's why that's why denominations are uh, exist is because everyone yeah. is trying to fit and understand in, in their own realm of understanding anyway so um uh, growing up it was like you know it, 
smoking weed was obviously a sin and you all you're doing bad things and, and that kind of stuff and my, my mom was a little harder on that which my mom's family is full of drug addicts and alcoholics and they've all died of overdosing and other gang related stuff so i understand her concern uh it's from a more rooted place other than like you're gonna god hates you now so like i understood her concern so i just avoided you know smoking drinking all that kind of stuff because it was kind of ingrained in me so mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> i was dating this girl and uh she she was smoking weed and she was you know she smoked weed a lot and uh, i was always like man i don't know how i feel about it like i'm conflicted and blah 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 and then eventually i was just like i'll i'll, I'll try it right like whatever yeah yeah, yeah. What, what's the worst thing that, that can happen to me my head exploded. <laughs> right, right, exactly. I was smite with lightning right on the spot. Uh, so, um, so we're sitting, uh, we're parked in her car behind her house, and um, she has a pipe, and so she she takes a hit or two, and we're having this conversation, and uh, I take a hit, don't feel anything, take another one, don't feel anything, don't feel anything, and then at a certain point, I instantly was just like like everything kind of slowed down for me and i know i've I've been told that when you your first time being high you have you know two reactions either one you're like yeah everything is great my god or you're like super paranoid right yep i fell into super paranoid category (laughs) (laughs) yeah we were in her car it was pitch black there was no depth perception whatsoever so in my mind i'm just sitting in this like black hole environment i start freaking out i'm i've convinced myself in in five minutes that i will never not feel high again i thought like this was it this was life now (laughs) this feeling that i feel you done messed up you know like you're gonna feel this way forever you jackass and so i'm like freaking out in my mind i'm like oh my god how do i we got i gotta go like how do i how does this how do i make this stop how long does this last i don't even know you know i'm like freaking out in the passenger seat (laughs) and she's like the girl i'm dating is like um look why don't we just go like we'll go into the like in the front of the house i'll go get some stuff and so once i was out where i could see like the light the street lamps and like stuff i kind of chilled out yeah i realized that i wasn't like blacking out and like about to die or whatever so then she goes into her house get some stuff we're headed to my apartment she gives me a febreze bottle right mm-hmm. and for whatever reason i was transfixed and fascinated on the technology it takes sure. to produce a Febreze bottle. <laughs> sure. I was just literally... Understandable. I just, I just, right? I mean, what do they think of next? I was just holding it in my hand, and I would just squeeze and be like, well, that is crazy. Like, think about you pull the trigger, and, like, this scent comes out, and I'm, like, spraying it on myself. I'm spraying it on her car, and I'm just uh-huh. Febrezed out, right? And yeah. I'm just, this yeah. is, like, what? what? This is crazy, man. Like, I can't believe, like, well, how do you work? And I'm unscrewing the lid, and she's just driving to my apartment, and she's laughing, right? Because she's obviously yeah. much high, she's much more high-functioning than I am at this sure. point. Yeah. She can drive, for God's sake. So um, we get to my apartment, and uh, she's like, hey, just go in there and act cool. My roommate at the time. <laughs> just be cool, man. <laughs> my roommate at the time was one of, was one of my best friends. And I, I didn't yeah. know that he smoked weed. We never had the conversation. Or he didn't bring yeah. it up to me or whatever. So in my mind, I'm just going to like, just keep it cool. Keep it together. Keep it collected. I go into the kitchen like, what's up, man? Just walk in, grab a Pop-Tart. And 
<laughs> it was the best pop tart that I've ever had up until this yep. point in my life. Like hands down, I just <laughs> again just sitting in my room like this pop tart. Like what? What did they? What, what did they change? When I was a kid, they weren't this good. And then uh, I just remember uh, passing out in in my bed. I just grabbed my blanket and I was like, "This is the softest thing in the world." I was like rubbing it again. Yeah. She was having trying to have a conversation, and I was like, not having any of it at all. Yeah. The other thing was that I was super paranoid that I had my phone in my hand. I would keep asking, like, did I post something to social media? Did I say anything? Did I text anybody? I don't want to text anybody. Don't let me touch. My, for whatever reason, I had the wherewithal to never, ever, and it's still this way, ever touch my phone when I'm super drunk or anything like that. I just don't want it in my hands. So. Dude, we need, to, we need to create an app that you can, like, shut your social media down for, like, eight hours. Oh, my God. I would yeah. get that app in a second because yeah. sometimes I wake up and I'm like, Ugh, that was a, I don't know about that tweet. <laughs> that was a fringe tweet for sure. I don't know about that tweet. Yeah, call back. Very good call back. So, was that the show that we did earlier? I don't oh, even know. I don't even know. I just That was a 20-minute callback right there. <laughs> so, yeah, that was my, my, first, uh, my first experience being high. And uh, I've only smoked weed probably a handful more times after that. Um and, and again, I have nothing against it. I just, I, I know that I have an addictive personality sure. in general. So, I mean, the last time I had some was probably, oh man, like a month and a half ago or something. Just yeah. like a hit, some juice. But I don't, like I said, I have nothing against it. You smoke weed, do what yeah. you want. I don't care. Do Take it or leave it, right? I don't have any judgments. I don't, I certainly don't think it's the worst thing in the world for somebody to do. So, you know what I mean? In fact, uh, sidebar. Here in Colorado, just down the road from us, there is this humongous, and I mean huge, grow operation happening just out in this dude's field. Yeah. Tall chain link fence, razor wire along the top of it, and there's easily probably close to a thousand plants that are going to be planted out there. And they're tilling the next field for it as well. So he, that person is obviously being Smart. the producer yeah. for some distributor, some, some you know um dispensary and they are going to make a lot of money so dude colorado's been crushing it you know weed's been legal in colorado longer than anywhere else yeah. and, and you you can see that it's helping quite yeah. a bit oh my actually gosh, for sure so that's my first i was high story uh let or drug encounter let's uh let's hear about yours first or Whichever you one know, you let's. I'll, I'll, let me let me change it up a little bit, um, because you you just talked about weed. I'll actually talk about the first time I ever tried blow, um, okay. which is cocaine for yeah. all the people that aren't cool. Um, <laughs> for all the unhip cats out there. For all he the was, unhip cats. He yeah. was mainlining off a mirror. Um, first of all, uh, I would I would like to say that you know, uh, it's not recommended. It's it's fun. The come down is not recommended. The, uh, <laughs> the, the what the, is the, yeah? I, want, I I obviously we've established. I know, sure. I know what blow is because I'm a hip cat and I've seen yeah. the movie. Have you seen the movie? It's fantastic. I have, yeah. Anyway, so yeah. I just watch it while I snorted blow. <laughs> My God, it's blowception, you crazy yeah, son exactly. of a bitch. Exactly. Now, so yeah. explain a little bit uh, what that process is like. Like, I'm sure you will, but I'm, I'm curious to know. Sure. The high and then the, the tank afterwards. Sure. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a tank afterwards. <laughs> um, like 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 a lot of drugs, it, it, it deals a lot with um, the routine that you go through. So when you're smoking weed, you know you're 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 packing the bowl, you're rolling the joint. You're there's a routine to it. When yeah. 
when you're using cocaine, you're, you know, chopping things up, you're making lines out of it. Yeah. Like I, 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 I used to, who, I used to enjoy snorting cocaine off of Bibles, believe it or not, my friends. There you go. And uh, that's, that's Catholic school for you. Holy blow. Um, holy blow. <laughs> There's a shirt for you. There's a shirt. Um, so not uh, the, the, the high itself is, um, okay, so the first time I ever tried it, um, my, my girlfriend broke up with me, and my younger brother actually sold cocaine. So he just gave me a, a little a little line. He's like, "Here you go, just 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 try this," and instantly I knew this was going to be completely different from anything else I ever tried before. Yeah. Uh, marijuana takes you to the left one step. Cocaine takes you to the right two steps. Mm. Let's just say that. Okay. So it's it's kind of the same vibe, except you're more hyper, and weed makes you chill. a little bit more chill. Yeah. So and immediately. I just grab my notepad and I start writing like, like a mofo, my <laughs> friend. Like, just I think I'm the smartest man in the world. Yeah. And I just write for like an hour straight. And I, I still have my cocaine notebooks because I did that a couple, yeah, a couple, couple <laughs> more than a couple years, my friends. <laughs> there's, I have like reams and reams of just notebooks of of stuff that I wrote out. But it's the, the, the come down of cocaine is just so horrible because all day long you're like, it's, it's, this isn't something that you do and then you just put it away. Yeah. You, it's, it's not like you, you buy a little pack of marijuana and it lasts you all week. With cocaine, it's like you buy a little pack of cocaine and you do all the cocaine. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> there's, there's, it's, it's, it's kind of hard to go, I'll just finish that tomorrow. Yeah. No, I want to finish it now. <laughs> yeah. So the the come down is usually sitting in bed, staring up at the ceiling, and you don't want to listen to music. You don't want to listen to podcasts. You don't even want to watch TV. You want to go to bed, and it's uh, it's not enjoyable, man. It's 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 not horrible. It's not you know I don't make it. I don't want to make it sound like it's the worst thing in the world. Yeah. But. I, I, I wouldn't recommend it. It's not something that I like to do today. Um, maybe a couple months ago, some some came uh, under my nose and it was a fun day, but yeah. the night happened and I'm like, dude, why why do we do that? Yeah. We're just going to stay up all night now. Like it, yeah. it was it was great and it was fun, but <laughs> I don't old, even want to do stuff anymore. <laughs> I am old. I am tired. Yeah. I got exactly. things to do in the morning. Yeah. So my first uh cocaine experience was fantastic and uh <laughs> that that will not be the commercial for the show yeah. <laughs> so micro content is just that five second clip. you know um, you know what it just might be that's a great that's a great idea josiah let's write that down but you know my my whole feelings with drugs are it's going to go back to the same thing that I started with men. It's your body. It's your choice. You can is you can enjoy it. it. It can become a problem. I'm sure eventually on Kayfabe After Dark, once I do start opening up a little bit more, we will hear about my 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 drug problems, yeah. my alcohol problems yeah. that I had in the past. Yeah. And you know, I just this 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 isn't the time to get into that. So that was. Uh, my first drug experience, my yeah. first cocaine experience, just to try to mix, mix it up a little bit. Right. 
how do you think that's going to go over on social media there, Josiah? Do you think we're going to have a backlash on that content or people aren't even paying attention at two o'clock in the morning? Uh, you mean like your story specifically or just this yeah, well, content in January? Just, just this general. drug. I, I don't know, man. It, I mean, look, I, I'm sure everyone's tried something at some point in their lives, yeah. right? And um, it, it is, it is. You you learn from these experiences and you move on, or or you don't. You know what I mean? Like you either stay doing cocaine or you move on, or whatever, yeah. whatever you want to do. Yeah. So I don't think that uh, I don't expect a lot of backlash from this. It's more of uh, it's staying consistent with the transparency aspect of absolutely of what we're doing. Uh, I you know it doesn't doesn't it's not detrimental to us as humans because we've obviously learned from these experiences and we've we've grown and we've moved on and it's just a story to tell about something stupid we did everyone's got those stories and if you don't yeah. think you have those stories this is an open invitation to come on this platform and tell us about how awesome your mistake-free life has been and we can have a conversation we want to hear it. We want, we to, want hear to hear it. it. I want to learn from you, my friend. Uh, so, but yeah, the point being is everyone's done something stupid, tried something, dabbled here once in college. You always hear those stories. And, yeah. Uh, I, I think you and I are just the ones with the balls enough to be transparent about it. So. Dude, I actually, I actually, this is something that I is no sweat off my back talking no. about. Actually, you know, because I've I've been to programs, I've been to AA, I've been to NA. I've been to programs where I'm standing in front of people telling yeah. these same exact stories yeah. and I'm there to get help. So if, if, if you're out there, you do need help or you, you have questions about this stuff, you can easily reach out to me. Yeah. I don't mind talking about this stuff. We can find yeah. you a meeting. I can go to a meeting with you if we live around the area. Yeah. It's not a big deal to me. So yeah. folks, yeah. go ahead, Josiah. And, and just a part of that is like there's – so much of, of the, the programs out there and so much of the help that's offered is so heavily shame-based, which it drives really is. me it really crazy, is. man. I, I cannot stand shame, that, that culture of like, hey, you made a mistake and now we're not going to let you move on or live down from it until you've flagellated yourself or said enough, you know, yeah. you, until you feel yeah. bad enough that maybe, you know, you can forgive yourself or God will forgive you. I don't, I hate that precipice and I hate yep. that culture. So if you do reach out to us, if you do want to talk to us or, or whatever about anything, yep. you know, it's not going to be approached from a place of shaming you for your mistakes, obviously. So we want there to be an open line of communication. Reach out and we will do our best to help you through a time or give you advice about something or whatever. But you're, you're, not, going to be, you're not going to be made to be, feel like a failure. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah. If you come yeah. to us, because I've experienced no, exactly. that myself and I, it doesn't help. Me too. Doesn't help anything, Me too, man. You know, so. Me too. All right, folks, th there you have it. Reach out to us about your drug problems, <laughs> your relationship problems, or if you just want to do some blow with me sometime, because I do enjoy it every now and then. <laughs> folks, thanks for joining us here on K Fave After Dark. Uh, I'm Adam. That's Josiah. We'll see you next week, folks. See you guys.